Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And today, we're going to talk about the best cards to use to stay alive, and we're going to rank them according to their categories. So things like Counterspell, things like Spot Removal, like Swords to Plowshares, Sweepers, etc. We're going to see uh, what some of the best cards you can use are to stay alive and make sure you're, you're in the game to actually win it uh, when it matters. So joining with me today is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this one. I like staying alive, so this is the perfect topic <laughs> for me. <laughs> Tomer, budget commander. How do you feel about staying alive? Uh, I, I, I need to learn. This is, this is going to be really helpful for me to learn how to stay alive. <laughs> Krim, the Asian Avenger. How are you doing? My All my decks do is try to stay alive. They don't try to win. They just try to stay alive. If, if you're not if you're not losing, you're winning, right? Isn't that the expression? Sure. Is that, is yeah, that how it goes? So. I think, that's, I think <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. Wait, trying uh, to live or trying to troll? Because I, I feel like there's. I mean, you, you can't you troll if you're dead. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Some would say I, I do the most living. So. <laughs> I'm your host, Richard, and we're going to delve into the best cards to stay alive today. But before we do that, our show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. The curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value one or more, and you'll pay just a 5% service fee. You can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and only pay 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. You can get 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Uh, so thank you, Card Conduit, for supporting today's show. And we'll jump straight into the best cards to stay alive. So uh, we have a tier list up. Uh, we will choose a representative card, but we're not ranking the cards per se. We're ranking the categories. Uh, so the first category, we're going to start off with a softball. Okay, We're going to start off with just catch-all protection. Things that say, like, you cannot die. So like Teferi's protection, the one ring... You know, Teferi's protection phases you out. You know, your life total can't change. All your permanents are gone. You protect everything in one shot. The ring says you get protection from everything. Uh, across the board, everyone gave it an S. Surprise. Yep. I mean, so is, is, this, is this the best form of protection, like, ever? <laughs> yeah. The card literally As says, say, don't die. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, As so they say, always have protection. And that is true here. <laughs> so... <It's... laughs> It's really just Teferi's protection, right? Like, in this entire yeah. category. Like, is there anything else that even so is in this category? Okay, is that one is turn not. The one ring. Is one ring. The one uh, ring is, like, way worse than Teferi's Angel's, protection. Yeah. Angel's Grace, it prevents you from losing or yeah, your life sure. reducing from one uh, from one yeah. turn. One. Yep. Does Plat Angel count as that? I think <laughs> not technically. The, the, the main right? reason the protection is so much like above all these other ones is not only is it like the best that, that being like you can't die because angels, yeah, angels grace, yeah, okay, sure. If your opponents like combo off, then that stops that. But if, if it's, it's prevents you from losing, you're at like a one, so that's kind of tough. But but does this it, one is like it... the only one that's like. You don't die, and also, by the way, you can just use it, like, to just stop a board wipe, you know? Make the board yeah. wipe hurt all your opponents except you. Like, the versatility which, of this is so good. Yeah, which means, like, you, your opponent spends their turn, kind of, like, essentially their whole turn, and and just doing the board wipe action while you benefit, right? Yeah. But does thing, do things like March of Swirling Mist and Clever Concealment count as that? 
I mean, they aren't keeping you kill alive, you. right? Yeah, like, just we're, we're talking out. about keeping alive. you alive today. So I would say not for today. Because it's just okay, saving so, your creatures rather than saving your life total. I guess March could phase out opposing creatures. So maybe in the fog yeah. tier, you could like try to phase out your opponent's stuff. Whoa, but... whoa, whoa, whoa. It's better than fog. Okay. It's better <laughs> yeah, than you fog. Yeah, could, you, could, you could actually blank an attack with this. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it counts as a fog, but like Teferi's yeah. protection is just so much stronger because if someone yeah. tries to burn you, like March's ruling mist doesn't help. Uh, it's not foolproof, right? Because if someone has a I win the game card, you still yes. lose if you're phased out. Um, you just can't take damage and, and things like that. And I think, are there weird scenarios with, like, infect or commander damage? Can, yeah, can I don't you think somehow s- get... There's, like, some weird edge yes. cases of getting around to fairies protection. What's so the edge you know what they case? are. Yes. So you can actually kill them with uh, infect damage and commander damage. Stuff that, like, puts a lethal counter on the person, basically. Uh, because uh, your life total can't change. Um, but like infecting stuff, putting poison counters does not change your life total per se. Uh, being protection from everything, if you use like an effect that says damage can't be prevented this turn, then you hit your somebody for like 21 commander damage. The person's life total cannot change, but the commander damage will still be tacked on. And so that's a way to kill them. Also poison, poison counters with infect, for example, um, is actually a way of getting around it. But like it's... How many times have we ever seen that happen? Like I've yeah. seen, like I've seen so many Teferi's protection because it's like one of the most popular cards. I've seen so many Teferi's protection just save the day a billion different times, and I've never seen somebody be like, "Aha, gotcha!" Actually, <laughs> I okay. I have a question for you guys, real quick. But if you're gonna move on, like, do you play anything outside of Teferi's protection in this class? Because I feel like for me. Teferi's protections in auto-include. The one rings in auto-include, but that's because it draws a lot of cards. The protection's kind of like a bonus and not that good. It's like, okay. Like but there's <laughs> We've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but even that, like, protection from everything, you still get drained out. There's still a lot of things that can get you through one ring protection, way more so than Teferi's protection. Uh, but I'm curious, like, you don't play Angel's Grace, right? Or Platinum Angel, I, like... I've tried Angel Grace for a while. I've concluded it's not good not worth like, it. it's super situational and like like Tomer said even if you get it to go off like you're at one so you need a way to win the game when you untap or like life gain your way back so i, yeah. I don't think playing angel's grace as a second to fairies pro is <laughs> that good but it, it does lead to a lot of like gotcha moments right uh, i think fairies protection is so far above everything else that you yeah. just play it like the question is if they have a like one mana instant that's like you gain protection from everything this turn would you play that like, that would be a more interesting one, which I think Wizards will eventually print. But right now, yeah. kind of, it's by its by its own. Yeah, that makes sense. That's basically I mean, yeah. where I am at, I think. Pro is definitely it's a go. Its own we league. have to yeah. get it out yeah. of the way. And it's know. good. It's good, right? So this is what we're comparing everything to. Okay. <laughs> let's let's move on to something saucy <laughs> immediately. Specific spot removal. Okay? So what is specific spot removal? Source to plowshares is kind of the poster child. So it is... Something that removes something very efficiently, but a single, like a single thing, but a single class as well. So, for example, this is in contrast to Generous Gift, which is three mana to remove anything. Swords of Plowshares is one mana, remove a creature. Uh, in here is also things like Nature's Claim, uh, one mana, remove an, an artifact or enchantment, things like that. So, rating wise, Seth and I gave specific removal a C, Krim a B, Tomer an A. Do we Sounds like about right. <laughs> Swords to Plowshares? <laughs> Tomer. Yeah. What is the strongest case for Swords to Plowshares? 
Okay, so the straw, so generic removal obviously has a better effect, but the thing that specific removal uh, that I highly value is how mana efficient it usually is. Um, Deadly Rollick, if you have a commander out, it's free yep. to cast. Swords of Plashers costs one mana. And let me tell you, the amount of times Swords of Plashers have saved my bacon where a generous gift could not is, it's incredible. Like, but having one mana up is such a smaller ask than having three mana up for most decks. Unless you're like draw go or something like that, where you constantly have your mana up at all turns. Uh, the difference between one and three is really big. And that has been the saving grace in so many times where I'm being attacked for lethal. And I can remove either it's one threat that's going to kill me or it's like like a lethal amount of attacks. And I just remove one attacker so I get to live. Uh, it, it's really, 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 really good. Um and it's specifically the exile creatures because usually uh, it's the creatures. It's a creature that's going to be killing me, as opposed to an enchantment or an artifact. That's not always the case, and that's always the downside too, is because there's versatile ways of losing the game. But I love the fact that it's super mana efficient. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Grim. Well, no, I mean, like Tomer pretty much nails it on the head there, right? Um, able being able to like do stuff, like remove stuff at a very efficient cost is worth how narrow it can be although as years progress like i mean answers getting more versatile and at a better rate like d spark and you know soon there will be we spark and then that'll like probably pick something off like that's <laughs> two or greater right <laughs> um and then and then like yeah like the the, the removal is getting better and i think spot removal still is needed just because of those reasons because let's not lie the majority of things you're going to run to into in the game of commander is a creature right mm -hmm. so why not have something that's just cheap and efficient i'm i'm on the other end where like i value the flexibility way more than i value the efficiency as much as there's times where swords to plowshares saved you when generous gift wouldn't have there's also times where generous gift saves you when swords to plowshares wouldn't because you're dying to an artifact or an enchantment or a land uh, and you just can't deal with that with a swords to plowshares so i kind of feel like in 2023, we have so much flexible removal that's in the two to three mana range that it's a really tough sell for me to play one or two mana removal that only deals with a creature when I can pay one or maybe in some cases two more mana and be able to deal with literally anything on the battlefield. So for me, like Do you like Deadly Rollick. It's just better swords to plowshares, right? Yeah, I don't normally like I really don't play cards that can only kill a creature. Like, very rarely okay. do I play cards that can only kill a creature. Instead, I'm going to play Assassin's Trophy instead of Deadly Relic, or Beast Within over Deadly Relic, or whatever. So that's that's kind of where I come from. What about you, Richard? I think you're more on, on my end of the scale when it comes yeah. to removal. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Seth. I, I think in 2023, a lot of things that kill you or need to be removed are not creatures. So Ooh. yes, this is the most creature... This is the most efficient creature removal, but we don't play efficient enchantment removal we don't play efficient artifact removal or planeswalk removal because it's too narrow uh so i will take the the hit on mana value like i will cast things at two or three mana for the versatility rather than the efficiency um so I, i'm waiting for power crept generous gift huh. we, we have we have deadly rollick which is zero mana swords to plowshares right so i'm waiting for generous gift at zero mana and then it, it, it will be glorious uh, glorious but, yeah i don't know like do you guys play spot removal of other types like what would be the second most common type other than creatures like probably artifacts maybe uh, i personally yeah. don't I, i'm on crim's end where i think nine times out of ten the, the thing that's killing me 
at least in my play groups, is creatures. Like it's usually it's combat damage, not combos. But even even when it's combos, it's usually creature combos. Like somebody's blood artist swing me, and uh, I got to remove the blood artist and the combo, for example. Like um, and, and the fact yeah. that it exiles like swords permanently ends that nonsense, yeah. right? Like, I like yeah. that. I yeah. would say I don't really that, value like, nature's claim anymore. Yeah, yeah, if you are gonna play a single target removal spell, it should be targeting creatures <laughs> because that I think yeah. you're right that mm-hmm. this is the most common way to die. So I don't play any of the ones that just hit artifacts or enchantments, but I don't play the creature ones either because I just rather play something that can hit anything. If I All am right. going to play anything that hits artifacts or enchantments exclusively, that's where I just use versatile ones and pay the the extra cost tax or mm-hmm. whatever. Generic removal. So we, we alluded to this. So this would be like Beast Within. Uh, that's three mana remove something, and then uh, there's side effects of each can creates a beast. But there's other cards that don't. Like, for example... Uh, Anguished Unmaking. Anguished Unmaking. Mm-hmm. Assassin. Mm-hmm. I guess Assassin's Trophy gives a land. But uh, th- there are other cards like that. So rating-wise, Tomer and I gave it a B. Krim gave it an A. S for Seth. S really. I'm, Seth really likes wow. it. S for Seth. That, which is a, interesting. These are the first cards I print in my deck. Every time I build How a commander deck. How many do you put in your deck if you like them so much? <laughs> oh, maybe three. It kind of depends a little bit wow. on your colors and what options right. you have. Yeah. But if I'm in the colors, I would be jamming Beast Within, Generous Gift, Anguish Unmaking every time. Like if, I, if I'm in the Amazon Abzan. deck, all three of those are going to be in my deck. Uh, but if I build a green deck, Beast Within is like one of the first cards I put in. It's on my just like always play this no matter what my theme is. Same with Generous Gift in white. So I'm really high on these cards for the reason I was just talking about. Like they can deal with anything and there's a lot of powerful threads split between card types these days. So while it might not be quite as good at stopping that one Voltron creature that's coming at you, the flexibility of dealing with uh, a Mirari's Wake that's doubling your opponent's mana, dealing with a Field of the Dead that's going off and making a ton of zombies, like all these different things that can end your life in a game of Commander, I think that makes these cards some of the most powerful in the entire format, honestly. I do love them. I do, like, I, I play a good chunk of these as well. So... Already, like, dedicated between spot removal and universal removal. Somewhere in there, I probably got about, like, eight of those to nine of those in my decks. You play a lot more removal than than I do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I don't eat, but I do that in my aggro decks, too. Because for the, like, I probably, in my aggro decks, since I'm, I build a little bit differently. So, like, aggro decks, I probably won't play as much straight up just creature removal. I'll play something like a universal removal, like a beast within or an anguish and making, because if I'm already, my deck is going to be gumming up the board, right? I'm fighting for the board already. So I'm not too worried about creatures. What I am worried about is something like an Eldrazi monument, making your creatures just better than mine. So that's where my versatile stuff comes in. So Mm -hmm. I even play around like five to six spot removal, like universal removal spells. If I can in like, like aggro decks. It's, it's the best spot removal, in my opinion, but it's still spot removal, right? So that's a a one-for-one one spell, which means you're going down against the table. But it also means, like, you need to use it, kind of, right? So the, you know, obviously, if someone's hitting you with, like, a 21-power Voltron Commander, you fire it off. But if someone's mm-hmm. hitting you with a 4-4 four, four creature with Vigilance to get value from their sword or something, like, are you going to fire off your Beast Within on them? Like... So Probably on the sword. It, it, it doesn't stop Probably with the, the little sword. pot shots that are coming in, right? Like, if people are just, like, nickel and diming you to draw cards from Toski or to trigger whatever the heck, like, this 
this doesn't really help you. So while I do play these cards, I, I keep it at the B category because I only play like one or two. I don't want to load up, load up my deck like Krim. I just play as little as I can get away with. Uh, so, you know, it's for the end when I'm about to die, I can use it. But there's lots of things that doesn't stop you, like a go wide deck, uh, an ETB, like Creator Hoof. Like, this doesn't save you. So, you know, it, it is versatile, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just know it feels bad on turn three snapping off this this thing because someone's hitting you with, like, their 7-7 seven, seven hunted whatever garbage they played, right? Like, you don't, Yo, you don't really want to be doing sick, this. All right. So, uh, I'm still kind spot of, removal. I'm, I'm kind of with Richard a little bit, like, on the philosophy where I don't want to be... I don't want to have a card, bunch of cards that, like, I have to snap off to to just take away chip damage. I think we could say that a lot about a lot of some of the cards in the Arcateries we're going to be talking about soon. But... Um, the main thing that, that I have against it is that, like, while I do run, I run Generous Gift and Beast Within in all my white decks and green decks, and I'm starting to run Chaos Warp now in all my red decks as well. Like, I really value these cards, and I, I'll put them in all my decks. But uh, when it, when I think about, like, what cards are going to save me from dying, I actually put Source of Postures above these. Because, again, like, it's just the mana efficiency. Like, a, yeah. I'd much rather have a Snuff Out or a Deadly Rollick in my hand. Uh, because nine times out of ten, I won't have three mana up. And then somebody's going to be like, all right, well, I played these hasty attackers. I swing at you for lethal. What do you have? And I want to make sure that I have, I can cast the spell in my hand that can save me. Uh, I, so I like uh, generic, but if, if feel, it comes to living, then I'm going to go for a sword. <laughs> I feel like maybe people get too caught up on the idea of like saving you being stopping the creature that's attacking you. And not the Ristic study that's drawn that person 20 cards over the three turns before, or the Mirari's Wake that's doubling their mana for the three turns before. In a lot mm-hmm. of ways, saving you isn't necessarily on that one turn when you're getting, like, Voltron attacked for actual lethal. It's the stuff that took place in the in the turns before that that gave your opponent that board state to present that lethal attack. And that's where I think the Generous Gifts and Beasts Withins really pay off, is being able to stop the things that get the person to the position where they're about to kill you, more so than swords. There might be a category where I prefer answering those things a different way. Ooh. A little uh, foreshadowing, perhaps. <laughs> Uh, let's, let, let's give criminal action here. Counterspell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I gave counterspell a B. Everyone else gave it an A. Now counterspell is essentially spot removal in the sense that it removes something off the stack and it's generic like beast within because, um, you know, it, it, you can counter anything aside from cards that say they can't be countered. The only problem with counterspell is that it's temporal. Meaning you have to have mana at that exact instant, and you have to counter it on the way down. So I'll go first, because I, I like it less than you guys. The problem with Counterspell is that you are forced to make a decision without all the information. So if someone casts Crater Hoof Behemoth, okay, and it's enough to kill one person, but not the table, do you counter it or not? Like, can do you know if it's hitting you, or do you know if it's hitting your opponents? Right? So... You have to make that decision without that knowledge, so it's tough. And I, I, I don't think it's as catch-all as people like it. I think it's exceptionally strong card because you can pro- proactively progress your game plan, but I don't know. Like, 
you can let a scary threat onto the table if it's not hitting you. And if you have time to deal with it, you can just let it sit there. Whereas Counterspell doesn't give you that luxury. You kind of have to make that decision at that point and snap it off. So I just play like one to two counters in my deck and mainly as a way to um, protect my game plan, but in a pinch, stop my opponent from killing me. But I, I just don't like the temporal nature of it. It has to be that exact turn and you have to know it's coming for you. And then you snap off your counter spell. But isn't but, protecting your game plan also a way of keeping you alive? Like if yeah. you need a blocker to live and somebody like swords it and you know that if you don't have your blocker anymore, you're going to die, but you have a counter spell. Isn't that like, yes. is that a way I mean, of that, keeping you that, alive? In that case, it's keeping you alive, right? But you could, yeah. you could mitigate that by having two blockers, right? Or you could have <laughs> like a maze of oh. it or something. Like there are other ways to get around that, right? Yeah. Like in that specific scenario. So there are other cards you can use, but yeah, like of course... If someone, like, burns you for 20 to the face, yes, you counter it so you don't die, right? Yeah. I feel like... like, Go ahead, Grim. Isn't this... So, this is a weird one for me, because Counterspell is either an S or an A, but it's, like, kind of high up there for me, right? Because I feel like like this whole archetype of card allows it to be so flexible. Like, let's say you don't have the information needed, right? I can then talk to you. Yeah, and very simply, ask, is that coming at if, me? If you if you try to do the Richard answer, I do not have the information to confirm if I'm hitting <laughs> you. I'm can. just going to counter it, right? Yeah. Like it's very easy. Like, and we've seen that so, play out time and time again too. Right, and and so the thing is, it's nice because this card will literally save you, right? Like if someone is about to do something where if it resolves, it's over. This is the one of the few ways where you just get rid of it while it's not on the board. One of the few ways to interact on the stack. And I don't know, I, yeah, the temporal nature of it where, like, yeah, it does suck where you draw the counter spell after, right, after the spell's resolved. But this has, like, some really low floors, but perhaps one of the highest ceilings when it comes to saving your hide. So I think this is either an A or an S. So, and, and there's a good argument for it just being S because it's the one of the few ways where you can stop something before it ever exists in any point. Problem is, there's also ways to loop things, you know, reoccur them, so who knows from that point. But, I don't know. I mean, I have to imagine when it comes to saving you, not even letting your opponent ever cast whatever it is that you might need saving from is pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty much with Krim, where I think there's a pretty good argument this could be S tier. He does something that's, I guess, outside of Teferi's protection is kind of unique in that it stops kills that don't involve creatures at all. We've been talking about swords versus beasts within. There's some combos like uh, Thassa's Oracle combo. It doesn't die to beasts within. It doesn't die to swords to plowshares. It doesn't matter how flexible your re- and targeted removal spell is. It's just going to win the game. Counter spells are the one way to interact with that. Or like various storm style combo kills, stack style kills, infinite turn loops. Those are things that don't really care about the permanence on the battlefield, but counter spells stop them. So I don't play nearly as many as Grim does. I don't think. I, I kind of like Beast Within. I'm in the like, I want to play couple, two or three in most of my decks. But I feel like the, the flexibility helps make up for the fact that there's that big timing restriction because this just stops stuff that none of the other things were. There's some kills that this is the only thing outside of Teferi's protection that's going to keep you alive. All right, so efficiency, efficiency question. Do you play, like, Swan Song, which is, like, one mana, counter, instant, or sorcery, and then give them a bird? Or do you play more generic but expensive ones? So counter spell, two mana, counter target spell. Right, but there there are counter spells that target like non-creature spells only for a cheaper rate. 
How do we feel about those versus the more general ones? Or Richard's favorite, Forbid, which is a three-mana <laughs> counterspell, which is like a terrible rate, but you can buy back for two to ensure that nothing is resolving once you're set up. Like, well, How hey, do you guys early, feel about the spectrum here? My early commander days, I played Forbidden a lot of decks, right? Too, because actually. of the buyback. Um, but, like, yes, let's just say Swan Song or, or like, it is is one of the cards, or one of the one-mana counterspells. Those exist. I, I'd play them depending on the deck, right? Like, if I'm playing my Tempo deck or my Flyers deck or, you know, like, my Rogues deck, yeah, I value, like, I operate on a low mana curve, and I like having the ability to just hold up one mana and then play my bomb, right? But if it depends on the archetype. If it's a control deck, I'm going to want to go with the more versatile uh, counterspells uh, outside of Mana Drain. Mana Drain is just ramp. <laughs> so... <laughs> So like the like literal counter spells and like fierce like fierce guardianships are really good for protecting your commander and I just feel like even though that one's more narrow it's just gener- generically good. Uh, so fierce guardianship is a house. Uh, I, I I love them all. I think the beauty is that counter spells can fit everywhere in my deck except I love them all. <laughs> I love them all. They're all great except cancel. Uh, like the 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 one mana ones are very much so though in a deck. That is either a combo deck where you're planning on using something like you're going to combo and you need all the mana at at open possible. Or you're an aggro deck where a bird doesn't matter when you have an army of giant sea creatures or something. I think in... So I'm like on board with Krim and and Seth on it, by the way. Like I think the fact that it's it's flexible, it's like it's like a generic removal spell where it's flexible, can answer basically everything, including stuff generic removal can't answer because if it has to be on the stack. Um, but also it protects your game plan, which is super important. Um, but then also I think fierce we can agree. We've done a we've done an entire podcast on on counter spells. We did a tier list on it. But we can agree like Fierce guardianship is kind of like elevated over the other ones, right? Like the fact it's it's not, not over mana drain. Okay, well mana drain's a ramp spell. It's, it's different. one of the it's <laughs> one it's of the best counters. Oh, yeah, I think it's I still, really? yeah, I think it's better. Yeah, but we were it's, talking. Free, about, it's a free counter spell if you have your commander out, right? We were talking about uh, we won't, we can't wait to see generous gift when it shows up for zero mana. That's fierce guardianship to me. It's better <laughs> better than a, a zero mana generous gift. Even it's Although, wild. Like, fierce guardianship isn't it like pretty narrow for keeping you alive? Like because it's not dealing with creatures. It stops it's not dealing. It only stops well, like it's good at protecting your game plan. In general, it, you it stops combos. It stops. That's true. It stops non creature combos and. If you have blockers, which you should, then it helps prevent, you know, your blockers from being removed so people can lethally attack you and stuff. So, I don't know. It's it's very good. I view counters like I view the removal spells. Like, I I would rather pay two mana for a counter spell than pay one mana for a swan song. Like, I want the the flexibility to be able to do whatever I need to. I'm on team swan song. I'm on team... I go, like, fierce and then, like, uh, offer you can't refuse, uh, swan song... Um, then probably Arcane Denial over a counter spell, but Ooh. also Mana Drain's there. Yeah. What's funny yeah. is I value well, we Swan Song issue, uh, like, Offer You Can't Refuse underneath, count, like, underneath, like, the two mana counters. Yeah. They it are mana efficient. Yeah, I mean, it does. But, like, even, even, let, let's just say then, like, even my, like, tempo-y decks, right? I want to have universal answers. Like, like, okay, Offer You Refuse hitting non-creature makes it a lot nicer. <clears throat> But re- in reality, arcane denial I want uh, just way higher. I play or I pay four mana for Urtai Resurrected. 
I think that card is really good. Well, that's because you play like 15 counter spells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're really reaching <laughs> after a while. But the rest no, of us no, are no, playing no, like no, no. three counter spells. They're like, wow, I'm going to make Urtai or Urtai. I, I, th- I think y'all are well, pull out my junk pile. like Urtai or <laughs> Resurrected. Really it calls it a temporal problem, right? If something sneaks yeah. in under your counter spell, Urtai can still yeah. clean it up. Urtai is, yeah. is good. I'm not trying to shade yeah. it, but I'm just saying it's not as... <laughs> Yeah. It's like the fifth best, sixth best. Be- and also, Juari Disruption, A+. Juari Disruption yeah. is S tier, right? Because it's also that is the but I'm, like, I'm just going to link the podcast when we talk about all of these. Okay, I'm going to move Counterspell to the front of A tier. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Because we, we think it's actually really good. And then it also does things outside of keeping you alive, like yeah. protecting your board and like making sure you win. Yeah. Um, I, I have okay. to imagine it's the best at keeping you alive, though. Like, like if, in in the 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 context of, of what Teferi's we're doing protection. this podcast, yeah, like outside of Teferi's protection, and and you know what's funny is because so, counterspells technically could also I, stop a Teferi's. Okay, 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 okay. I disagree. <laughs> no, no, we, we, yeah, we yeah, disagree. Yeah. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to a, a new category here as my counterpoint, <laughs> which is attacking deterrence. Sure. Okay, so this would be like ghostly prison. This is like if your opponent wants to attack you, they gotta pay two mana for each one. I gave it an S. The rest of the crew gave it a B. <laughs> so that averages out to A. If, so counterspell <laughs> prevents one-shot oh, kills. That's not how averaging works. I don't know how that's <laughs> <not> actually. <laughs> three. Okay, really? Okay, okay. I'll put it to B, okay? The Excel but, sheet says, but I don't believe the Excel sheet. That, that was Who made this math. Excel sheet? <laughs> Richard. So, Richard, so I counterspell think. stops the one-shot kill. When something is yeah. coming down and it's, like, deadly, right? Like, like Seth said, right? Like, it's the last thing you remember. It's the thing that hits you in the face and kills you ghostly prison prevents that 20 chip damage you took in the you know, the beginning of the game that leads you to getting one shot later and i feel this is actually very important i feel the majority of damage in commander is people getting value right so they're trying to trigger their toskies they're trying to trigger whatever like combat triggers they have they're trying to attack with creatures for value that's a lot of damage and like it makes no if someone plays a two mana three one, it makes no sense to counterspell it. But they can decide to hit you for the next four turns and you take twelve damage. Uh, that's not good for you. And if two people are doing it because like let's say you're stuck on lands and you're the only one open and they're like I don't want to hit you, I need to draw off my sword and everyone's doing it, you're like dead in like three turn cycles. So I actually really like Ghostly Prison. It's the if someone wants to steal your car, they're going to steal your car. But if you lock the doors, take out all the valuables, you're probably good to go, right? Like, 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 you know, most crimes are not a crime of, like, targeting you and trying to steal your car. It's a crime of opportunity. So this is, like, remove all opportunistic attacks because it causes a tax, and therefore it's no longer favorable for you. So I really highly value this. And I think it keeps you alive better than a counterspell, like, in the course of a game. But Even see, though the problem, the problem I have with this is, are you you're essentially okay? Like you said earlier, right? These are just chump attacks, chip damage, yeah. right? Yep. So you're building in, like, you're playing cards that are trying to stop an asset of the game or a, a, a like a lane in the game that just doesn't matter. You're you're trying to stop a bunch of creatures that don't matter. Chip damage matters. Well, I, that's chip, where we, the, the, we disagree. What, what in, I, mean, right? I think the majority of the damage you get is chip damage, and then you get like one kind of lethal finisher off attack, right? Rather than you're then, at forty and you take like forty to the face. I would either I would rather play more of something else, but we'll get to that category. <laughs> but the thing here is like uh. attacking deterrence 
unless you're like a, a, a pillow fort deck or something like that, you're essentially adding in half measures to your deck. Yep. They're... And... Boy, I think they're pretty full measures. Have you ever seen our games when someone plays Ghostly Prison? No one until, like, the late game actually pays the two or the four or the six to yeah. attack that person. They're just like, well, okay, like, I'm going to attack someone else until this is removed or until it's, like, so late that you're going to actually, like, close out the game. So I actually feel like it's it's a pretty full measure, isn't it? Or is it? Do you really uh, view it as a half it's, measure? It's not. I still I, think it's a half measure because it's it's a bunch of... Let's just say no no Shieldreds, no fancy effects, right? Just a bunch of vanilla statted creatures, right? So at that point, your opponent has just played a bunch of grizzly bears, and that means your deck is doing nothing? And, uh, like, why not just... If there's just a bunch of, like, non-factor creatures, just answer them permanently. Instead of playing <laughs> instead of playing these little, little like, half-measure things where... You, yeah, somebody else go deal with them. Somebody else will deal with it, right? It it is nice though. The reason why I do like attacking deterrence is because it lowers the other people's health. Yes, but the problem is if it's a like a like if somebody's trying to attack you for value and you're still the only one open, they're probably still just gonna pay the two. I've seen that happen, but that's just because, like, yeah, hey, I have I've a sword. I've never seen that happen. I've, I've, I've never seen that Unless you can't cast anything. <laughs> like, if, if you're early mid-game, just, just, that two mana costs a lot if you'd rather just cast a spell, you know? Isn't is this, this the fairy's protection better? for the first, like, five turns of the game or something? Like, no one is yeah. going to touch you yeah. with oh, this yeah, on sure. the battlefield. So, and then in the late game, it turns off and it's not effective, right? Because people yeah. will be like, I have ten mana to, to cause lethal to you, right? So when I started playing... Uh, commander i would have rated this as a d and actually up until a couple years ago i would still rate it like a like a trap card like an f because i started playing in a meta a play group that was very combo heavy and this does nothing nothing to your opponent's combo decks because they're not even they're not even interested in attacking you so what was the what was the point of this it felt like an empty card but i've noticed at least my play groups have shifted more and more towards combat and wizards of the coast definitely is printing way more cards uh that are incent like richard said incentivizing attacking not just the swords but like i i would say like half the commanders or archetypes are basically when you attack you draw a card and make mana like that's yeah. kind of like that's kind of like how how it works these days so yes i i do i do agree that uh shifting the chip damage away is very helpful i don't think it's gonna overall i think it kind of balances out in the end though like if, if you're at low health and somebody can attack like two people they're like oh well he's at low health i'm gonna attack the guy at higher health i, I don't know it kind of i feel like it does i, I kind of agree a little bit with crim that it, the early damage doesn't matter too much um, and this does not save your bacon if somebody wants you dead because they could pay the two or they could just remove it. And then you just have like this false sense of security that just got blown up. So I don't know. I like it. I value it early mid game. And also Krim, Krim alluded to there's a one way you can, you can solve things better. And I agree. I, I totally agree, but I have made a conscious effort not to run those future, the, the, the future category as much. For the sake of everybody's <laughs> mental health. So I'm starting to value I, this more. Uh, <laughs> okay, so obviously y'all are talking about Wraths so as being like yeah. the permanent option to deal with creatures. Yeah. Since, since we're hitting around that, like, I think it's important to point out that Ghostly Prison is like 
kind of a wrath that sits on the battlefield that still lets your opponents take damage. So there is, like, upside. I think the comparison isn't one-to-one. Like, sure, you could cast a wrath and clean the board, but then people are going to play more creatures. Ghostly Prison is still sitting out there. It's still saying, like, attack other people instead of me. So I think it's actually, like, there are upsides compared to just, like, sweeping the board, having this effect that sits on the battlefield. My problem with Ghostly Prison, I think it's good. I think the chip damage preventing that, it's very effective at that, and that does keep your life total high makes it less likely that you're going to randomly die. We've certainly seen games where someone, like, gets off to a slow start, and people are like, I want to trigger my stuff, and that person gets attacked, and they get to a really low life total, and they're just, like, hanging on for the rest of the game, like, knowing they could die at any moment. Like, that's a thing that can happen in a game. Ghostly Prison's really good against that. On the other hand, it only stops creatures, and it only stops creatures that care about attacking, and... It needs to stay on the battlefield. So as Tomer said, if someone really wants to kill you, they either get enough mana that they pay for it or they kill the ghostly prison and then kill you. So it's hard for me to put it much higher than a B just because I think it's very good at its role, but its role is like only stopping certain things and only why it stays on the battlefield compared to like a removal spell that deals with a threat permanently or like a counter spell that's not just dealing with creatures but other things as well so i can't rank it as highly as those other categories the problem is you're still falling behind because let's say it's going somewhere else right all this damage all these attack triggers they're going somewhere else yes but you're still behind because they're climbing up cards, they're climbing up in value, they're establishing a way better board presence or sculpting the perfect game plan. All you've done is just literally the uh, the analogy or whatever of, of just being faster than the other guy in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> There's still a silly amount of zombies, dude. <laughs> like, like, like nothing has happened. The plague is still going on, right? It's going to source so, the plowshares every zombie. Yeah, every season. zombie hey, one by hey, one. That's one, that's one less of a zombie that you might get bit by. Better. Okay. That's better. With, that's within better. this category, I want your opinion on this. So ghostly prison propaganda, they're like very clear, right? They're just like, pay two mana for each one. What about creatures that when they die give you value? We all meme about like playing solemn and like no one will attack you ever again. But like the, the rectors, like things like, you know, when they die, they give value. What do we... Does that count as a ghostly prison effect? Like, can we use this to just mind game people? Like, you play a solemn and you attack me, give me a card? Sure. They're like, nah, I decline. Okay, uh, when, you say solemn, when you say solemn, this sounds like a meme. But, but like, but like, okay, let's let's say something like a little bit more threatening, I guess, like a, a, an arena rector or something yeah, like that. Yeah, arena right? rector. You don't know what's popping yeah. out of that. When it Wait, dies, so, you just put it yeah. an enchantment on the battlefield. That's insane. I can't hit so, you. But that's a different category. That's the blockers category, Richard. Right. Is that a blocker? That's a blocker. I mean, okay, I guess it's we that kind of blocker. Blocker. Okay. blocker. Okay, it's a blocker. We're going to count that as a blocker. I would count that as a blocker. Yeah, I'd count it as a blocker as well. Along with death touch but, and but whatever else there is. But its, it's little blocking, job is to block. But its blocking it's block. isn't to, like, stop things from attacking you repeatedly it's not like a wall where you're like soaking up that combat damage that's coming for your face it's more like is it not well it soaks up a single attack and then dies but isn't the reason that people wouldn't attack is because of the thing that you would tutor up not because oh you might soak up the damage I would I would vote for this. I mean, to be I, a blocker. I think that still it's falls a, under a blocker. We'll 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 the blocker sub, category, sub type of blocker, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Let, let's just get sweepers out of the way. Can we, we get sweepers? sweepers? Okay. We all yeah. heard on sweepers that. as S tier. Okay. Yeah. 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 And but, the best sweepers probably farewell or something like that. 
undoing version, our revelation. But sweepers basically just clean up everything. You have creature sweepers, and then you have the white sweepers, which just do literally everything and modal as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about like the the deck building, like oh the morality of oh should you play this or not? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to bring it up though, but like <laughs> oh okay, okay. Well then, yeah, we'll bring. Okay then, never mind. We will talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay it, it's S tier, but Tober, you choose not to play too many sweepers. Well, um, I used to run. Okay, so I I'm a big advocate of one sided sweepers, asymmetrical effects, if you will. I love board wipes that. Leave my board untouched, but ruin your opponent. So the the one that's universal, Cyclonic Rift, does that instant speed, bounces your opponent's stuff. But basically every archetype now has at least one of these board wipes. You have, for example, um, Crux of Fate, which is destroy all non-dragon creatures. So if you're in your dragon deck, you're just chilling. Um, there's one for giants that deals damage to non-giant creatures. Uh, they all have it. Like destroy the... Things that are bigger power than your hobbits, you know, like all those things. I love those because they push your opponents back. They reset them, put them back in the storage, but then you can go and kill them. Farewell and stuff is really good. Objectively, if you want to not die, these cards are objectively, I think we all, we all put it at S. We all agree that it's the best way because it stops your opponents from progressing their game. And if their opponent, if your opponents cannot progress the game, they cannot kill you. That's just how it goes. But after like, you know, we're on episode 10 on Commander Clash or something like that, we had a lot of board wipes. A lot of board wipes. And, um, the games are very long. <laughs> And uh, it's taxing mentally on it. So I've I've actually cut back on on my uh, f- more uh, full board wipe my farewell effects just for the I, sake I of the group. I am in the other. I'm in a camp where I think that we as content creators, you know, there we we curate our games, right? Like because you know there's a level of like, hey, do you want to watch a four hour video? Probably not, right? Or like yeah, maybe you do. I don't know. But the point here is. I do think that we like uh, – I do think that we should probably – like for the health of a game, like a play like a play group, we should let – I'm going to let you know that I even if we reduce the number of board wipes we play so the games don't go longer, I think board wipes are a much needed part of the game and allow you – so like for the health of your gameplay, you should not – and you don't want to die and you want to stay alive, you should play board wipes. Like we like don't like I I I don't think anybody should ever be cutting farewell from their their deck right like and 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 yeah maybe maybe the the card that whatever blows up all things with greater power yes that's an awesome card I love that it's mana efficient it does everything you need it to but what happens when you have nothing and you're just behind right like like so I do think generic sweepers are just too important not to include uh, I'm I'm kind of in the middle where I know that farewell is like. Literally the best, one of the best ways to stay alive alongside Teferi's protection. Like, it is really, it really good. The At the same time, the I don't know if it's actually a good card for the commander format. Like, I don't know if the way that games with constant sweepers play out is actually the experience I want out of commander usually. So I think it is really good. But even outside of, like commander clash in a video that's going on youtube if i sit down to play a game at a command fest i would much rather play an hour game and move on to the next game with the next group of people that want to play with me than play a four-hour game where it's farewell back to oblivion again and again and again and just like nothing actually happens and everyone's trying to get in with the one creature that sticks for one turn cycle so yes they're objectively like the best ways to stay alive 
But for me, it's more of a small doses thing where I want to play like two or three sweepers in my deck. So I have the option if I really need it, but it's not something where I want it to be my constant play pattern of just like, oh no, I'm like a little bit behind on board. I better sweep the board and set everyone back to the start of the game again. So that's, that's kind of where yeah. I have come down well, with let that. Let me get sweaty for you. I joined you, Crip. It's the skill oh, no. differentiator. Oh, my man. I oh, love you, Richard. It, it, it drags out the game. It drags out the game. So there's more skill expression because the game's just going longer. But from a fun perspective, it lets multiple people pop off. Let's say you yeah. had no interaction, okay? One person pops off on turn three because it's 2023. 20, they win the game. You pack it up, right? But what you can do is sweep them. And then the next person who didn't, you know, put all their resources on the table gets to pop off, right? And just before they pop off, you sweep them too. So now oh, two decks God. have popped off. Right? Yeah. And then the third person. And it just keeps going and going, right? So <laughs> if, if, if we weren't content creators... I'd be playing like nine rafts every day. Would you really? My man Richard. Wow. My I, man I, Richard. I play so many rafts, even in my aggro decks, right? Because you can't out aggro the board. You put one creature down, everyone puts three, right? So, like, you, you can't keep up by just playing creatures. What you need to do is let other people overcommit, sweep the board, then play your stuff and win. Yeah, and like you, you need rats to kind of do that. And then Ghostly Prison lets you do that, right? It lets you not okay, commit well, to the board know. while not oh, dying. Oh, oh, oh. And then you <laughs> clean it all up with a nice sweep. And then you just like 30 for two the table. And then you play your creatures and win. I, so, I, yeah. But I agree I, with you. Like it's weird to sit there and be wrath continually. But if you want to be sweaty, I think that's what you got to do. Like that's the well, optimal think, think, <laughs> strategy. I do. Think of it this way, Seth. Think of it this way. I, I'm somebody who's wanted to play with you all day long. I get my finally – I get in line – uh, I get to finally play with the second best beard in Magic, right? And so Mine the best, now right? I've sat down. I'm the best one. Uh, and then so <laughs> I finally get in there, and then somebody just pops off, wins on game like turn three or four. I didn't really get to do anything. Yeah, yeah I go next. I, Sorry, next, next, yeah, next, next group of next people. Game. All right, well, my one game he gets with sign, He'll Olive. sign your card or something, yeah, and then you're in it for you. So, yeah. uh, Seth will sign the, like, I wish Seth signed my sweeper that allowed me to play my deck with Seth, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't know, like, if you want to think of it that, even from that lens, it's like, well, I don't even get to play a game, like, I wanted to play a game with the content creator I enjoy, and all that happened is somebody popped off and won, and then, all right, cool. Whoa. See you later, dude. I'm giving so, bad advice here. So, so you, hard, you hard lock stack <laughs> Seth. So he's so trapping you for the next play. six hours <laughs> as you continually destroy all his lands and don't let him win. Just so it's clear, <laughs> I'm not saying not to play. Seth. Just to Seth. I'm not saying not to play Raz. I'm not saying they're yeah. bad. I'm not saying you shouldn't play him. For me, my most fun commander games probably involve two to three Raths. That might be the, the optimal number. The per games, player, yeah. No, no, no. The games when there are eight or nine or ten Raths, I hate them they're some of my least yeah. favorite games of commander they that's are not true. that's just that's not true. enjoyable for me yeah. so i oh, think yeah. that's what i'm trying to say like yeah don't just let someone win the game on turn four that's not a good experience but the games where it's just like wrath 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 cyclonic rift get back my cyclonic rift do it again wrath you again and like nothing oh happens God. for three hours it makes me question why i play the format of commander <laughs> when those games happen like no, no, that's no, what no, i was saying, saying too boys. Like, Hearthstone boys. we didn't say zero board same. wipes we just said have, not 10 like yeah. no 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 no. But the problem you, is if you, you wanna, want you thing, everyone them. wants one board wipe a game, right? You have to have enough yeah. in your deck to actually get that one, and then sometimes you'll run hot and draw more than one. <laughs> like yeah, that's kind right. of a problem with deck building, right? Sense right <laughs> well, now. We I had we that. the precons all had like three board wipes in them, and it just so happened yeah. that we drew like eight we, of them. We exactly, all drew them, right? Or like that one game where we had like. 
skull winder loops yeah. on like one board wipe. Like, it's just like, that, we only had one board wipe, but there were skull winder loops involved. But that's why I'm, like, I'm so I'm so happy to see more one sided board wipes. I think Woods is the coast is like printing one sided board wipes for every single archetype, and then they're going to give us more of them. And I think like that's the that's the Tomer, way forward. Let me blow your mind. If you ghostly prison and play nothing, oh. and then board wipe, that's a one sided <laughs> <And> board wipe. <laughs> I, I, I will so say I, I, won't, I won't. I won't. I won't. We won't like you know. Obviously, this isn't the board wipe podcast, but I think that in what it does, it does. Board wipes do exactly what we needed to do. Right? They keep you alive. Very effective. I ranked it as pro. I ranked it as still king. Right? I ranked yes. it as. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna okay. run it. I'm not gonna run it as as like ten of. You know, just because it saves me the best. Right. No, well, I, go, I fully agree. Another S tier card. Okay. That not every player should be casting nine board wipes. But, but three per player per game. <laughs> yes, three is good. It was a good number. Yeah, exactly. How many times do we think Fog should be cast a game, guys? Zero. Zero. So Fog. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I put it Seth oh, gave it an A. Tomer wait, gave it a B. Me, there we go. Let me go. There we go. Oh, okay, Tomer changed it to a C. C. Crim Don't ended let Richard... at D. Don't let Richard so, lie to you, okay? This this is I put it at F. Somebody changed that to D. F is not on our scale. This, I had to change it to D for Fox, the sake of math. Fods are rats that let you keep your board and kill your opponents on the backswing. They, it's exactly no, a wrath, except you get to keep all your creatures and win the game. It does everything that farewell mana. does, except you win and it costs one mana, yeah. It's I so can't good. wait till you, so underrated. you fog is some super friends deck. <laughs> well, I mean, but, like, what, I can say that about Supreme Verdict or Swords yeah. to Plowshares or what, like uh, yeah, Ghostly Prison, like uh, same Yo, thing. But at least it gets. At least if there is a creature, it's yeah, gone. You get around right? the like, blocker. Right, what does it do against combo? Like, I, it's very meta dependent. It's like, yes, there are going to be some times. Well, 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 wait. You would just a minute ago we're all thing. being like, oh, creature combat, it's 2023, it's all about creature combat. And now fogs are like literally the best thing to stop creature combat. And everyone's like, oh, there's no, a lot of other not. ways just you can kill die. it. Yeah. Just yeah. kill it. Might have this planeswalker just on the battlefield. Just, just kill, kill the creatures. You get an instant speed wrath here, they crater hoof you. You're like, no. okay, let me wrath. Let me swords the plowshares. I do. I do swords the plowshares. So I said ghostly prison is a half measure. This is a quarter measure. <laughs> this is like actually probably even lower than that. Like this is like oh, there's a pile of poop on my walking pathway. I'm gonna just walk around it and now go get to you. That's, That's perfectly is, reasonable. No, it's not reasonable. Sometimes you I just need to sit down and start sweeping it. I'll just. Walk right, I'm not. I'm not as down on it as Krim because I do think like yes, if you have an army and your opponents have an army and they swing at you and you cannot block it. Then you can say fog, and then in response, I kill you, and that's great. But that's mm-hmm. still a very specific situation. Like, it's not going to help you against combo decks. It's not going to help you remove the blood artist that's about to infinite drain you. Um, if you don't have an army, and they have an army, and they attack you, and you fog, then they'll be like, all right, on my turn, I'm going to do it again. And then you still die. Like, there's a lot of situations where fogs just do not do anything. And that's why I put it as, I put it as a B. Uh, it's actually a C though. It's 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 narrow. I I will run obscuring yeah, haze. You, you sold have, me on obscuring you have spot haze. Removal as C. Okay. Okay. Yes, I, I would rather play fog. I, I played just as many fogs as spot removal. One <laughs> each. Yo, fog is worse. I will. Dude. I will take okay, out here, one of my here, board wipes and put in a fog just for the so sake of my mental health. With fog, right? <laughs> most people. Most people have a trump card. Okay, they like crater hoof. 
I smash the table, yeah. I win, right? You fog, and you're like, well, fog doesn't like remove all the creatures. But what happens <laughs> is that player tapped out. The rest of the table is like, hey, that was a crater hoof, <laughs> right? Mm, that guy's tapped him. out. We'll just all smash him and kill him, right? Or you sweep the board or whatever. But the thing is, fog is so underrated, nobody plays around it. Nobody, yep. <laughs> right? You see like four mana, you're like, oh, is that a, is that a, an etherize, you know, seven mana, whatever is that? Because they always have to fairies protection instead. That's the, <laughs> no that's the one part. plays around fog. So you always like, oh, I got lethal. I kill this person. They can't swing back at me. I can untap. I can do this thing, right? The fog throws out all down the gutter. It's a, it's a really good gotcha card and it leads to huge power swings. Right, like it's not only that you stop your opponent; you probably killed them because they just tapped out and wasted all of their stuff. Uh, so I think it's really good. Is uh, is the fairies protection a fog though? Is what is the fairies protection considered a fog? Because then we yes. run all we all run a fog. You know, it that's... is a fog, right? Like a lot of times you just use it to fog no. combat damage. It's like right? so much more fog. than that, but <laughs> yeah, fog yeah, doesn't save your board and and stuff like that. So to fairies protect. Let, let, Let's just, again, let's just establish the fairies protection is its own category. It That's is its right. own thing. Pretty much. Nothing, let's not even put anything near it in light, uh, near it, okay? Now, fog, <laughs> fog is, okay, why wouldn't I just blow up your board? Why am I, I wouldn't be worried about a you can't. Because we want the game so to like, end. You, you have a route, six mana, instant speed board wipe. Like you, you don't. That's, you thought they had nothing, but turns better. out they they made twenty tokens have haste and like put a coat of arms down. Right? Like you're like, oh, I didn't expect this. Route is a good card. Route the, is better than 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 a fog though. Route is very good, but like, okay, there's one route in the entire game, and it's in white. <laughs> right? Settle the, the wreckage. That's I like think, a, a super fog. The and the it gets other rid thing, of the stuff. The other thing you're missing, though, and this, I guess, maybe just doesn't apply to Crim decks, so maybe that's why this is a weird <laughs> conversation. But, like, Fogs let you keep your board, which, if you're not yeah. trying to win with a big board full of stuff, then that isn't really relevant. So I could see why you wouldn't really like Fogs very much in some of the decks that you play. But if I'm trying to, like, build a big board and kill people, sometimes you have the Farewell or the Supreme Verdict in hand, and your opponent also has a big board, and you're like, I really don't want to blow up my almost as good as board as my, my opponent just to get rid of their board, but I really can't let them keep this board because it might actually kill me that's where fogs are like so good because you manage to like fizzle the attack and still have your board to do things with it so i think that's like for me one of the outside of the gotcha aspect i think that's one of the biggest upsides like it's like a wrath that works for a turn even if your board is full of creatures where a normal wrath doesn't work as well in those scenarios but wouldn't i just rather play mm-hmm. an etherize like even even decks that do like well, have one a is board, four right? mana like, and one is like one mana to free like obscuring haze is free so there okay let, let's talk about counter spells you can or sorry fogs you can play so obscuring haze right, is the green darkness. commander cycle one that that's free yeah uh, there's literal fog which is one mana there's uh, constant mist two mana green buyback sack of land there are certain decks that simply cannot beat that card. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then there, there's, like, the fog with upside that a lot of people play. So, like, Spider Fog, Arachnogenesis, uh, Ink Shield. Is it Ink Shield? Ink Shield. Yeah. So, Ink Shield. Five mana, yeah. but it's, like, five mana. You might as well be casting Route, right? It's hard yeah, to but it off. feels so good. It's not available but, on Magic Online. And, yeah. oh, my God. It, 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 I played it one time. I honest, It was honestly, it's my favorite card now. It's already <laughs> my favorite card. Yeah, it's five mana. Arachnogenesis it, but are, it wins you the game. Them. And yeah. also, there's like, a new are, one for elves they're a fog too. With the Wincon stapled yeah. on, right? But a lot of times you're yeah. just using it for the fog aspect. And then yeah. my favorite is Angel Song. It's a two mana mm. white fog, two mana cycling. 
So if you yeah. are questioning whether you should be playing this card, <laughs> you can start with that, right? And then if you're like, oh, this card is hot trash, cycle it away. There was a, I feel a lot of times they'll just hold it. There's another one that Seth actually turned me on yes. to. And I haven't tried it yet, but it's Prismatic Strands. Um, it's three mana, three mana uh, fog, so it's expensive. However, it has flashback of tap a white creature, tap an untapped white creature you control. So for zero mana, you can have just like a random white creature on the battlefield. And if it's in your graveyard, you can actually just cast it for free. Which is absolutely wild. Like, that's actually a really cool card. I remember it was played in, like, Popper, I believe. Yeah, I saw some Popper play. And that one's actually neat, too, because it says prevent all damage that sources the color of your choice would deal this turn. So it can actually... So, yeah, it's not a straight fog for creatures against, like, a multicolor deck. But it also can, like, prevent an earthquake or, like, any direct damage-style spells that are, like, going at your stuff. So you get some sneaky, weird upside there as well. So, ah! That's cool one. I play fog in pretty much every deck if I can now. Like I, That's I try so to. How many on. fogs would you run though? That's a question. usually one, unless usually I'm playing one. like a turbo fog strategy or something. I, I typically play a fog. You know what? You you got me to try one fog in, in my decks. It's enough to not attack. Like so now when I attack Seth. I don't attack him. Like, if he has open mana and I, I want to hit, I don't attack Seth because I fear the fog. It's like the counterspell, right? Like, you have double blue up? Uh, Ooh, you know, questionable. Yeah. So once about- you establish yourself as the fog player and you just hold up that one green or whatever, people will So much alone, bluff value. Right? Yeah. It's like you don't attack the guy with five mana up in Orzhov because you're like, I'm going to get ink shielded into Oblivion, so better not do that. <laughs> do uh, we consider, like, uh, blue... Uh, shenanigan cards or settle the wreckage as fogs because they require you to be attacked for you to actually want to cast it's them, like right? an instant speed sweeper like aetherize krim mentioned yeah. aetherize what am i would i kind of think like it, it requires attacking right like you can't just fire it off at somebody who has a random permanent on the battlefield it has to literally be attacking actually yeah. <clears throat> they're not fogs do you know why why? Because they actually deal with the board. <laughs> I, I don't know. Etherize just lets them replay all their ETBs sure. and further their engine. <laughs> the Spirit of Companion just keeps getting they, better. <laughs> look, not everybody is Spirit Companion dot deck, right? Like, so the point is, at least those deal with the board. Fog does not do anything. Maybe Fog saves your life. Yes, I agree. But the, like, so could Etherize. So could Etherize. It's kind of like a continuum, right? And those are somewhere in between. Like, uh, on this side, you have, like, the fogs. On this side, you have the rats. And, like, Settle the Wreckage Aetherize is, like, somewhere somewhere up in the middle. Yeah. Then Settle the Wreckage exactly is ramp. Class, Sorry, but... I forgot about that. It's, it's, <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> white <yourself>. token ramp. <laughs> I, I do oh, think God. fogs are underrated, though. Like, I, I don't think they're Ds or Cs. So, um, you know, they're not, like, As, I don't think. No. Like, you can play one, right? Like, you can't load yeah, a deck with five fogs and you know get anywhere but like, I, I think people severely it, underrate them from the misconception of 1v1 fogs and like, especially I, I, like no in one view look i've lost to nexus of fate so don't worry i don't <laughs> undervalue fogs. turbo fog that's different <laughs> and also, if you're you playing... know, how about this how about this if if we're counting if we count ink shields and arachnogenesis as a fog which they are then they go up to c for me yeah. Because and, those cards at least can kill somebody. Ink Shield's a win and, condition. That's a yeah. thing about Ink Shield. It's a little win condition. Yeah. 
And it's so it's good. just worth mentioning, if you're only playing one fog, you can make sure that that fog has cycling, so it's never going to be dead, so it makes creatures yeah. like spider fog or ink shield. So it's really easy, because I know people think, oh, it'll get stuck in my hand, it's not going to be good. But if you're only playing, like, one of them, you can easily get around that in pretty much any color that has a fog by playing a fog that won't get stuck in your hand for various mm-hmm. reasons. But then you just have the time you hope you don't draw it. That's the only problem. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the same with spot <laughs> removal, right? If I have a source of plowshares, I'm not going to fire it off. I'm going to wait till I'm going to die. And hopefully I'm not going to die until late in the game, right? So you're just holding it all game anyway. So same with Hog, right? If you had a generous gift and somebody puts Field of the Dead on the battlefield, you're going to be like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to put a ghostly prison and see you guys later. <laughs> right? What if somebody puts on a wristic study? Are you going to be just like, I'm going to chill. I will not, I will not remove it, but that is, you not, will not, that is remo- not for this. That is not for this podcast. Oh my God. We just found a spicier podcast. I, I will remove the player. Like I don't need to use a beast within on it. Right. Oh, but oh. okay. Can't wait for that. We have one. another topic. <laughs> I, this is, I think this is severely underrated. Okay. This category is called blocking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gave it an A. Seth and Krim gave it a C. Tomer gave it a B. Now, people are like, oh, what if people are hitting me with creatures? I have a I have a solution for you. You can play your own creatures and block. Right? So if you're <laughs> like a green deck, you already know about this. But there are creatures that cycle. There are creatures that give value when you play them. For example, Spirited Companion is a blocker that gives you a card. Uh right? Baleful Strix is the poster child here, because it's a death touch flying blocker. And it gives you a card, and it has artifact synergies. But if you are a non-creature deck, like let's say you're a storm deck or some kind of combo deck, or you know you're a late game deck, I think you should play these kind of blockers to gum up the board, make sure people don't attack you, and survive until the late game. Versus like turn two ramp, turn three draw cards. Oh, why am I at thirty life? Turn five draw cards. Why am I at ten life? <laughs> right? Because you played no blockers. If people are just smacking you around blockers it's a novel concept we can we can engage in this aspect of magic the gathering (laughs) okay so actually i'm gonna i think i can safely bump it up to b at least because so when i heard blockers i was thinking like okay my opponent has a big board of creatures i also try to build an equally big board of creatures and like stop them from attacking me which just seems a little hit or miss like that isn't always gonna work out but if the thinking is like I want to get something on the battlefield early. In a lot of ways, a Baleful Strikes is kind of like a ghostly prison, almost, where, like, if people are choosing who to attack to trigger their whatever they're trying to trigger, they're not going to go after the person with the Baleful Strikes. And it's so bad that no one's really going to care to kill it, if that makes sense. It's not, like, big enough to actually, like, threaten anyone, so it's not a priority to get off the table. So if we're talking about stuff like that, especially, like, a Baleful Strike that's cantrips when it enters the battlefield... I'm on board with it. I think that's actually, like, a very good and realistic plan. So I, I kind of bump it up at least to a B, because I think you are definitely very right. That just, like, having something on the battlefield is usually enough to make the people attack the person who has nothing on the battlefield. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I've, I've, I've tried this. This light over dies all the time. No, 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 no. All the chip damage adds no, up. No, 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 You told me before. Oh, just play blockers, and I oh I played blockers. It didn't matter. They just kept getting wiped and wiped and wiped and removed and Shovel had a little sniper action on my Galadriel. Boom! Oh, Tomer doesn't have any blockers. Let's attack him. No, I think there's two there's two ways you can you can handle 
you can handle aggression first. You can be the the, the try hard way, sweaty mode. You're just like, oh, I don't care about blockers. I'm going to sweep every single turn. And I think that's objectively that's objectively the better way because if people are playing the commanders and stuff, stuff that actually their engine pieces. If you keep removing their engine pieces, they can't attack you, nor can they play the game of magic. But yes, the other way, if you don't want to be super sweaty, then yes, having all these cane strip creatures. Is but much better. Not just having just like threatening creatures. Yes, your like spirit companion and stuff. Like but it's not as fog. good, and it's not it's not a guarantee to be like, oh, <clears throat> now you're not gonna die because I've tried it and it doesn't work. But okay, it helps. Let's be clear. Esper Sentinel is not a block. Like you can't have a high value yes. card as your blocker. Right? Yes. If you play Esper or Sentinel, an Arbor Elf. <laughs> people are gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna remove that, or I will gladly attack into you, so you chump. Yes, we're talking specifically about expendable creatures. That is what we're talking about. The Baleful Strix. We're talking about a Wood Elves, a Solemn, a Spirit of Companion. Yes, those are are kind of nice. They're not going to save your bacon later on in the game, but they're nice against chip damage, I agree. They gain you a lot of life. Yeah, they gain you yeah, a lot yeah. of life in the early game. Well, also, some of your game plan, which is drawing the actual cards you want instead of yeah. <laughs> oh. instead of you know this I, stuff, right? I, I thought I you were have say like flipping a... dousing dagger. How are you going to flip but the like... dagger without a without a creature? <laughs> yes, it, it chips down planeswalkers. <laughs> it it triggers your toskies. Like all planeswalkers. You know, are they plays... blockers? Someone plays Curse of Opulence. If you had a Baleful Strix, you can now cash in on that, right? Like there there are advantages to attacking in twenty twenty three. So even a one one is worth it, right? I don't think they're, like, universally good. Like, yes, if you have, like, blink effects, if you have equipment. Like, there's a lot of stuff that make these cards better. But, like, if you're, like, I don't know. <laughs> if you're, like, a random spell slinger deck, I don't think you want to be jamming a bunch of, like, spirited companions and whatnot. You do, you just because go for the you're the kind of deck that dies. <laughs> Everyone's, like... It's Spellslinger. Gotta kill They're Niv. gonna wreck your face when they untap yeah, the no, six I'm just gonna, mana. They're I'm gonna, gonna start hitting you. So you no, need to play these spells to I'm gonna make instant your sorceries way. that are just board wipe. I'm just gonna board wipe the crap out of you. And you're just gonna be like... <laughs> oh. But I thought you were you don't have the many If I'm enemy number one because I pulled out a Spellslinger, then I, guess what? I'm gonna stay <laughs> enemy number one because I'm gonna make sure none of you got a chance to do anything about it. Well, then yeah, good. That's what you're supposed to do. If you're playing spells. Slingers, you need to make sure you can back that up and live. Oh to God, I've turned up the crib. <laughs> you see, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, look, especially you, Tom. You of all people in this, like, from all the years we've done Commander Clash, you, you made have me play this. these combos that are like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna get you. It's like, are they, like. <laughs> I need to finish the job. I need to make sure yeah, you can't have any the, cards on the battlefield. <laughs> finish the job, Tomer. Finish the job. Or All right. live long enough to no, do dude. the job. All right. I'm, taking, I'm so, putting so, this so, okay. We don't like blockers. Nobody likes... Even Seth... I, I, Seth I, I, mocked I like, me for um, playing Clockwork Servant. I well, remember yeah. this. I cried after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not down with the Clockwork Servant. That's three true. mana, two, three colorless creature. And then oh, if, God. It's adamant. If you spend no. three mana of the same color, <laughs> that's a meme. you draw a card. That's, that's like, a meme, dude. That's like Does, Mega Spirited Companion. There has to be a better way of doing that. There has but these to be cards like, accomplish nothing. They accomplish, there's so minimal impact. Like, yeah, okay, they're fine blockers. They help you a little bit. But like, are you really spending three no, mana for a chump blocker that draws you one card? Like, that, oh. that's why you don't. Not, so you don't have to fire off your swords to plowshare. So you don't have to prematurely yeah, fire off I, your wrath. Right? But then you everybody only have one wrath. You can't just fire it off like willy nilly, right? But if you're just playing a bunch of garbage cards and the rest of the table are actually doing high impact stuff, you're gonna fall behind. Okay, yeah, sure. You don't. Maybe you don't yeah, even die first. 
Maybe you don't even die. <laughs> you sweep them afterwards, and you're all caught up, right? Yeah, but what if they're like I... ramping super hard, drawing a bunch of cards, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I sweep them, and then well, <laughs> That's well why you I play still have solemn. all this. Solemn ramps, draws a card, and is a durly blocker. It's the goat, card. goat card. Goat card. I've I've man. turned my I've turned around on Solemn actually. I kind of started playing Solemn again. I think I agree with Richard philosophically that getting on the board early and having something out there is a huge incentive to attack other people and really powerful. I don't know if I agree on the exact cards though. You lost me at Clockwork. At Clockwork <laughs> what, about, what was it? No, Skyscanner. <laughs> I, I played Skyscanner. Three that, man, Richard, one one flyish. That dies to the MDFC I play all the time, I, unfortunately. I had to use Spikefield Hazard on it because it was so threatening to him. <laughs> Richard's coming out with like the draft chaff that people yeah. would be like, eh, yeah. I'm not really sure if I need a second one of these. Okay, y'all and are like, like, oh, Richard plays no spot removal. He's so easy to kill. But like, you guys can never kill me. Like, it's yes. actually very tough to kill me because no, I play blockers the, and no, I play the turns. No, that's not why you really? don't die. You, you don't gotta die. go out of your way to kill me and you're like, it's not worth the effort so I'll just no. do something else. It's the plan not you to too much work. I'll just attack Tomer. Your deck is literally yes. while, while Tomer's half playing his combo every game, you're sitting there behind a sky oh, no. scanner so you dodge aggro. <laughs> Staying alive, dodging aggro. Yeah. I mean, and I yeah, kill Tomer because... in the process. What more do I want out of this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Poor Tomer. Okay. So so if like, Tomer like, played literally... a blocker, then it would deflect the aggro somewhere else. Look at yeah. how it works. Oh, I've tried that. One of yeah, the last commander clashes we played, you went a whole like like game not getting hit because your commander was so bad. Well that that was it different. Was... The deck was malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> the deck was yeah. How, how does that yeah, end where, up? Where is our play D tier Lord of the Rings commanders uh, category? That's the ultimate way to not die. Bring it back to Baleful Strix. Let's not talk well. about Sky Scatters. Those are Richard's specials. Right. But Baleful Strix is a legit card. Baleful oh, Strix is a great. legit card. It's you guys mana, like it, than it fog, actually right? trades with stuff. It doesn't stop yeah, it chump trades, It draws a card. It's reoccurring. Mean, Strix or Ghostly Prison? Strix or Ghostly Prison? Strix. Uh, I think I like Strix more than Ghostly okay, Prison. But it's behind, it's behind spot removal, definitely, right? Behind. Yeah. Well, like, there's only okay. one Strix. Like, if you're like Spirit Companion or Ghostly Prison, I'd probably take the Ghostly Prison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also, I guess, hold on, yeah. When I think of it in Strix terms, yeah, I like, I like it over Ghostly Prison, but if the idea is that it's a blocker, then I do not value blockers over I think, I think, I think this category is Strix and Solemn. Those are like the, the actual really good <laughs> the cards. cards. And then it that starts getting like really questionable column. afterwards. Like it gets the Clockwork Servant. It gets the like three <laughs> oh, mana two boy. ones. Like it gets... Spirit yeah, we're gonna, to be the next You'd have to pay me to put Richard, Clockwork you're gonna have to Servant move in my down. That's, gonna, that's going behind <laughs> okay, Ghostly okay, Prison. I'll take that. Prison, Again, half measure... <laughs> Now we're going to quarter measures, and I don't Look, two like two half that. measures is a hundred percent cream. You gotta, you gotta remember. You gotta do the math. It checks out. <laughs> is okay. that okay? All right. Opponent attacking logic. incentives. So this is cards that incentivize you to hit your opponents. So Agro Curse, deflectors. Curse of opulence would be a very good one. That oh, is, you, you enchant a player, and whenever, uh, whenever that player is hit. Or attacked, uh, you and the person attacking make a treasure or make a gold token. Sorry, so B for myself and Tomer, C for Seth. Y'all are 
Haters on go. So, so what yeah. else is on this list? So you got curse of opulence, yeah. various lesser curses, I guess. Like what Edric, else are we no talking? Edric, spy Does master. No mercy. Edric got soft banned after the first prison. episode of Commander Clash. <laughs> yeah, that was your commander so... though. That's a little different than than yeah. But you can play. The you can still play. You can still. I mean, it's still very good in the ninety nine though. Because what are you going to do? Not draw a card? They're going to attack like... me, the Edric player. Uh... Aren't these, no. like, bad ghostly prisons? Like, I kind of view them as just, like, ghostly prisons, but if people want to kill you, they can. There's no, like, oh, I have to have all this mana. If someone is just like, eh, you know what, I'm going to ignore this single treasure token for a turn. Yeah. They could just I massacre you with... if they wanted to. They could, but it's, it's kind of like risk study where, like, everybody can say, oh, we're not going to pay the one, but... <laughs> You know, people are greedy. That, <laughs> I, I totally agree. This is, on no, this is different, though. This is this is not even close to. Okay, Curse of Opulence and Edric and all that stuff. You you're like once you put choice into the equation, like okay, mm-hmm. tax the tax effect of Ghostly Prison essentially goes. All right, well the choice is removed, right? I'm I'm yep. just not even gonna hit you. Yeah. This one, I'm because you've given me the choice. And you're putting me in a situation where I have to make more decisions than I already need to. I'm just going to hit you. Yeah, you're I mean, making me think, so I'm going to kill yeah, you. That's great <laughs> for you. Is like, this is increasing you. your odds of dying. This is I'm, not staying alive. This is increasing your odds of dying. That that is not my play play experience. Even in Commander Clash, I put a Curse of Opulence yeah. on somebody. You're you're all hitting the Curse of Opulence person. You're all making that gold for both me and you. I, I so I, I will say, don't, I I agree with Tomer. Like. In the early game, you play this early, you are going to deflect a lot of damage. But I feel like if I could just take you out and I got my board that big, I would yeah. just ignore the curse and kill you when yeah. I couldn't do that with Ghostly Prison. So I think that you're right. Like, even that tiny incentive of a gold token or drawing a card or whatever your curse is doing, like, that's usually enough to gain you a lot of life and deflect a lot of attacks other directions. But sooner or later, people are going to be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to just kill you now and they can. And the, the protection wears off at that point. My question for you then is, though, how is this worse than blockers? If we're talking like the the chump, like the baleful strixes, the solemns and stuff, is this not just better than those things? Because strix is the only one that has death touch. Other ones are just chump blockers. They're just gonna fall over if you have a three power creature. This one though doesn't require you to even have a blocker on the board. You just allow your opponents to be greedy, <laughs> and it's wonderful. And you benefit too, even if you, you if you're being if somebody's being attacked with the curse of opulence. Not only are you redirecting attacks, so you're not getting chip damage, but you're also benefiting. You're getting ramped. It's wild. It or is for, a curse really, of it is, a it, is, it is really good. The problem is people know you're pulling ahead. So even though I begrudgingly hit Seth to get <laughs> the gold token, like my eye is on Tomer. Like I know he's popping off. I'm just being greedy at the moment, but I'm ready to stab him in the back yeah. at any second. Whereas, like, a ghostly prison, it's like, Happily you know, if you're a go-wide tokens deck, like, yeah, I got my eye on him. Otherwise, like, whatever, I'm just gonna hit Seth, <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't draw that aggro. So, yes, the, the gold is, is, you know, better, and a lot of times it is, but uh, people know you're getting advantage, and they, they're keeping an eye on you, and they're ready to take you out, like, as soon as it's opportune. And, and then I, I will say... I'll take my gold yeah. to the bank and win the game. Then I'm yeah. well. This. See that that's that's where that's where I think this card comes in. I think if people see stuff specifically, I guess Curse of Opulence, people will probably they have to understand that you're pulling farther ahead every time that like you know they're hitting whoever you're targeting. So 
They could just not do that and not be blinded by the, 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 the correct they could. behavior. Is to start smacking the curse of Occam's like Ristic study, right? The correct behavior who, yeah. is who to says, who says not no draw to gold. Cards, but yeah, right. who's gonna say no to it, right? No one, well, right? So uh, once I did, I did once people a... start attacking me instead of the uh, enchanted person, I'll take curse of opulence out. I'll say it's bad, yeah, but I, it hasn't yeah. happened yet. So <laughs> I I will say like curse only technically redirects one attacker, right? Like you can if oh, I have yeah. three creatures, I can smack you with two and send one at the curse player. And still get the gold so like i still get the gold too you still get the gold. i usually barter to where it's like hey can i hit you i'm gonna hit you for a gold but i'm gonna hit you with the least awful thing and then i'm gonna send the worst over right over to like yeah i'm still getting gold i don't care I think Why it's a, do you think you die first, Homer? <laughs> <laughs> that. I got gold. I got gold. <laughs> I got all this gold. <laughs> all right. We're, okay. So above fog, apparently, uh, oh. above blockers or not. I, I, I will just say fog. I would have fogs above all this stuff. Me but too, I know Seth, I'm in the minority. We got to appease the masses um, here. <laughs> Blockers think, over this. Ooh, I would put blockers, blockers over, over it. Because I would put what, curse what, what is here, one yeah. of the philosophies you talk about, Richard? Board presence is the best politicking you could have. Sure. And if you have blockers and bodies, that's better. This is yeah. just putting you to draw aggro at, like, real bad. I mean, there, there are cases where someone just has, like, a 15-15 vanilla. Like, no evasion, like, nothing. Right? And the person that dies is the person without a single blocker. And like, yeah. the person with a zero one plant token gets away gets away with it because they just <laughs> had know. like this one thing. So I, I, you all keep saying like, "Oh, this is why you die first because how dare you generate mana and card draw and stuff like that." But like <laughs> at a no. table, at most tables, everyone's doing this. They're just generating mana and stuff. So you can't just be like, "Oh, that one guy has to die because he's no, no, no. I, I, I doing things." Yeah. Not everybody's playing like spirited companions and stuff. People are actually <clears throat> progressing really the good, game, but. It's it also puts a, it puts a target on you while keeping you alive, if that makes sense. Like, in the short term, it keeps you alive, but people know, like, you're pulling ahead, and they're ready to take you out. Or they should be, at least, if they're doing it right, right? It just allows you to cast other spells that could further protect yep. you or win the game. That's why I like it a lot. It allows me it to cast more cards. I think it's one of the best I think it's one of the best. Like, Curse of Opulence. And Curse of Verbosity is very good, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edric is very good. But Edric is still deck, right? Brina's very Ed- good. Edric redirects all the attacks too, which is nice. Like that, you oh, reward yeah. your opponents for attacking with everything at opponents. Oh god, this is a are we talking category. about goads? Uh, oh, you guys, you guys, hate so there, there are literally mechanics that say you cannot be attacked. I know Tomer loves these. Tomer <laughs> gave it a B. We all gave it a C. What do we yeah. feel about these mechanics that prevent you from being attacked? I think so, that they're like, like go, some of them actually the, play quite nicely. Yeah, is like go, go the only one. I can but like, it's, like, it's maybe, not maybe just go, prevents you from being attacked. Slicer it's, it forces them to attack. Yeah. So go goat says uh, the 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 goaded creature must attack and it cannot attack you it if able. Yeah. If it's one v one, it's absolute trash. Which is why I can never <laughs> rank it higher than a B because once you do go one v one, your goat effects turn off. But uh, not only does it. Uh, prevent you being from attacked from the, the scary threatening creatures. It also forces them to hit each other, so you're dealing indirect damage. And it also can force very unfortunate blockers. Like if you're goading, um, like an Oracle of Moldire for some of like your your random utility creatures that cannot like tap to save themselves, um, they're just gonna die to blockers, which is wonderful. Um, so I feel like it's like a, it's a very soft situational removal, but also deals a lot of damage to your opponents while also keeping your life total very high. 
which is really good. It's just super playgroup dependent because like I've destroyed tables with like Karthus, for example, which is just like Omega Goat for the entire table. And then I sat down at a table with a two Sacrifice Aristocrats deck and a combo deck. And my Goat deck accomplished nothing. I There was Goat creatures, creatures to be goaded, but they were like, <clears> they were just like, elves and they tapped themselves and then they would just sacrifice themselves <laughs> yeah. and stuff and i was like all right sad times but like in so, our play so we'll rate this not in a dedicated goad deck right because that's like an entire deck but like yeah. okay. if you want to stay alive should you put like two goad cards into your deck and oh my god be, and well, no. i would tell you on the, the vows from the like ramparts uh, goad right i think yeah. i think the vows depending on the deck right like if it's like combat focused or something like that then you know like and you want people like to lose health I could see me playing a few vows. There's they're one fun, card. But if they're I, not good. Oof. There's one card I, I will try to sell you on, or at least the listeners at home. Um, Taunt from the Ramparts. It's a new card from Lord of the Rings. Uh, it's five mana Boros. Uh, all your opponent's creatures are goaded, and they cannot block uh, until your next turn. Um, so what you do is you basically remove any potential blockers for your army so you can attack freely. And then for their turns, they will continue to do, dish out the amazing damage. I've seen it played like, uh, Phil has it in his Belborka, not Belborka, uh, General Ferris Rockrick deck. He played it twice, I believe, uh, in, um, in Barcelona. It was phenomenal each time. Every every single person I've heard who played it loves it. It's it's like really it's really good. It's really but good. like that to me that sounds like it's because it kills every like doesn't that just kill a bunch of people more so than like it's a win con. save you it, it, to me it feels like a, yeah like a win con more than like a fog or a not that it's, it seems very strong but I don't know it's a I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I put it in my deck to stay alive. I put it in my deck to make other people die, which maybe that's how you stay alive is just taking well, everyone else out. But it does seem like a good card. Like, I think the card's good. Well, imagine I don't this, think everybody's built up an slot. army. Everybody's built up an army. You could die next turn because somebody has, like, a big flying evasive threat that you cannot deal with. You just cast this. And now everybody else dies. It's wonderful. But would you put that in generic deck? Or does it have to specifically yes. go into... If it has okay. creatures, because that one also removes blocking, but this is like yeah. Disrupt the Quorum is also just very good. Like, if everybody oh, has a big great. board site, instead of, like, sweeping Wait. the board, you just be like, yeah, I'll kill each other. <laughs> so do you actually... Do you actually just run it like that? Like, do you just yeah. throw it in a random red Commander Clash deck or whatever, just to, like... Hmm. So yeah. I have a Furkrat Goad deck, and I like the Goad mechanic in a dedicated deck. Oh God, I yeah. never play goad cards outside of a dedicated deck, though. I haven't. Maybe I should try it more, but I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, Disruptorum's like a kind of a red fog, sort of preemptively, and I'm just going to jam it for value. So I haven't got there yet, but maybe maybe I'll have to try it more. Spectacular showdown! Everybody gets goaded in double strike. That kind of just kills people like the Boros one, really. I have that. That's in my <laughs> for Greg Goat deck, like, and it kind of just makes people die. That's like insurrection, right? Like <laughs> basically, technically, yeah. the best defense is a good offense, right? <laughs> so I just insurrection killed the table, and yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I okay, does that change our opinion on this category? Are we still no. in C here? No. Yes. <laughs> I, I still think it's at a C just because, like, like of saving you. Fog is higher than this, right? But they literally can't kill you on your turn. Like if you like, you well, you're going like it. one creature or something. Right? Like depending on what this is, right? Like, well, like we're, we're always ranking the best version of each one. No, that's why we have like strips right. up there. 
Not I like mean, the clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're I think, you're you're comparing a expensive card that does everything versus like a card like a single target, right? So like swords versus wrath, right? So I guess we can change yeah. this into a go to the table card. Yes, uh, I would play a fog. I, I don't like it because it makes it I would set. Right, like they know, like if if they can get away without killing each other, they're just gonna kill you right after because they know this is happening. It's like slicer, right? We all hit each other with slicer. We're not happy about it, and we're trying to <laughs> turn you. And then the the goal as the slicer player or the goading player is to just disallow it altogether, right? Like make people do it and like not get out of it. But everyone's like, no. How about I send these ones at you and you block here or you do this. Or maybe I sweep the board and we all agree to kill the goading player or something. So it makes everyone upset. So you have to win. So I think the win con goad ones are really good where you just win the turn you play it or, you know, one one cycle after you play it. But as a way to stay alive, they're like, oh, he's doing what he wants to do. He's popping off. We got to we got to stop this. Eh. Last card. Lands. The Richard special here. Uh, Maze of it. So it's a land that doesn't tap for mana, but you can tap it to remove a creature from combat. Uh, I gave it an S. Seth and Krim gave it a B. Tomer, an A. Y'all have put Maze of It in every single deck. Oh, I, I, I put Maze of It as a D, but I really like Fomatic Compass. Oh, you like Fomatic Compass? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't run well, Maze of It. Okay, I also, okay. so not, Maze of It does not here. add mana. Ooh, yeah, I, it's, like, it's like Clockwork versus Strix to me, like... I, I would put the okay. I would put maze so of what is what is the here. best maze of Ith land then it's Corey, probably, Corey. It's probably, probably the uh, Scophos labyrinth of Scophos then or oh, uh, actually no wait Corhaven is too mystifying maze two man of white <laughs> but, think, but, yeah. but labyrinth like of Scophos is colorless so it can go in any yes. deck. That's it's four, four mana, mana though. It's Who's like gonna pay insane five mana? Kind of because you got to tap your land yeah. too. So you're spending is a, a lot two of drop. Mana. You can activate it to hit your land drops mm-hmm. if you're missing them, and then it just by itself flips ranks it into flips a into land, land. Yes. and then you can just maze of Earth people. But like, then is, is it a land or is it an artifact? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a time where people can remove it as an artifact. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay, how do we like? How do you like this card? We don't like it. I don't. It's, I don't play. Maze, I don't like it. So I put it as a B, which I guess is only good in certain decks. I like it in decks that have a land theme, I guess, mm-hmm. or if I can use like Herborg or Yavmaya to make it make mana pretty consistently, then I like it. But um, I don't. I used to play this card much more than I do now. It's one of those cards that I feel like was a staple ten years ago, but we've just gotten so many utility lands now that I rarely play it in a generic deck because I feel like it's just getting uh, gotten beat out by other options. You know they don't do the same thing, up? but what holds up? Glacial Chasm. Oh god, that that's card's a so land. brutal. Yeah, that, maybe that's, that's a protection land. category. That might maybe actually, that's yeah. Pro. That's a land. That's also <laughs> yeah. like basically a combo piece kind of what do you, what do you think, Richard? Because I know I see you play this a lot of weeks in Commander Clash. What's your rationale with the with the maze of this? I, I will gladly go down a land drop, which is a very big deal, right? Because you're playing a land, uh, but this is like, you don't have to remove any combat creatures coming at you. So th- this stops like anything from like the 3-3 that's chipping away at you to the like 20-20 like one-shot Voltron type things. Uh, in green and black, it's a free roll because you can play the lands that turn this into a normal land. Uh, but yep. I will gladly go down uh, a land to play a maze with. Like, think of it as like a fog, 
that's free to cast, but you got a sack of land when it, like, it takes a land drop, basically. I don't know why everyone doesn't play. This used to be very expensive, but they reprinted it. Uh, so it's come down in price. And I love Thematic Compass. I think it's great. You guys mocked me for playing it, so I'm glad <laughs> Tomer has recognized it. Uh, that one ramps you. That one takes you up. Like it, it adds an additional land to the battlefield. It taps for mana as well, and it helps you draw uh, basics if you if you need it. But mm-hmm. this stops any attacker. It's like, I don't know, a swords to plowshares that you can use every turn, right? Like for attacking, right? For attacking creatures. I feel like if it made mana, I would play this in a lot of decks. Oh, it would be cracked. It, it would be like SSSSSSSS tier, right? If it made mana. I feel like yeah. take, is taking a turn off of playing a land like not too punishing? Is that actually not not it's great in the late problematic? Game. Like, like th- this is this is probably even worse than drawing a, a te- what is it temple of forgotten yeah, gods yeah, or you, false gods. Oh, yeah, really. false gods. You, don't, yeah. you don't really want to play this as your land drop in like the first first four turns or something. You, you don't want to play cramped. this until like turn like seven. To be honest with you, hmm. but like green deck, you 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 can ramp it out. You can search it up when you need to. Right? Like if you can tutor it up, it yeah, in, yeah. I put it in like a green lands deck where you're running a lot of lands and you can tutor it up when you need it because you're running crop rotations and whatnot. Then it's good. And, I, and you probably have Riava Maya too to get around the, the downside of it, but I will say it, his, deck. it is often look good when Richard is had on the battlefield. Like it it is another one of those cards where it's like, well, there's not really even much point in attacking Richard because he'll just maze it. So I feel like it does look Aww. impressive on the battlefield, but I I still don't put when, it in my when, deck. When you start copying it, oh, there's this, yeah, remember but, that game with Phil? I had triple maze of it, and he was playing Voltron. <laughs> I was like, sorry, Phil, you're, not, you're not getting anywhere this week. But I you can it's... start copying it as yeah. well to just really stop all combats. And then when it gets it... too scary, you sweep the board. And then you yeah. still have these lands. Like, it, it survives through Farewell. So it keeps True. giving. Unlike Ghostly Prison, which dies with your Farewell, like, this thing keeps giving. Late it's game, something not unbeatable, and I know if I had it on the battlefield, you guys would easily just be like, "If we all attack him, he can only we'll block one, right?" Like, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're enemy, this is not, yeah, yeah, not going to save you. Yeah, if you're enemy, piece, you're not right? doing any favors yeah, okay. here. It's kind of the clockwork, oh, clockwork servant of lands. I, I think <laughs> we we basically see the entire Richard deck laid out to us. We, we have do. clockworks. Yeah. We have uh, ghostly prison effects. We have maze of it, and just hope nobody it's combos. Richard. You, you got to use a lot of resources to kill me. Like yes. it's not worth it. And you're like, what am I killing him for? He's a clockwork gnome. It's great <laughs> in non-combo metas. I will say that. that, that is true. Is like, None of these save you against combos, right? Yeah. Like the the maze of it does not help you against a combo in any way. But like, what land will? Um, I mean, that's that actually kind of describes our list, right? If you look at the lower tiers of the list, it's a lot of stuff that can save you in specific, like, good in the early game, not in the late game. Good against creatures, mm-hmm. not against combos. And then at the top of the list, it's the the more generic, I guess, like, can deal with a whole bunch of things. Teferi's Protection, Counter Spells, Farewell Effects. So I feel like that that's probably one of the biggest things in the ranking is just, like, how much can this actually deal with? All right. Kribben's yeah. over. Above or below fog, maze of it. <laughs> I'd say, oh, maze of it. Okay, below fog. I think on Good. average there are more, like there are more situations where. Which card type has more things that could save me? So technically, I think there's more fogs. I mean, they're both creature type. I mean, they both deal with creatures, right? Right, fog, right. But fog I'm deals thinking, with I'm a huge horde of creatures yeah. once. Maze deals with one big creature repeatedly, basically. Numerous times. But so at this point, 
there are there are more fogs, right? Because like we're doing what is able to help us stay alive, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. of literally just lands or fogs, right? And I think there are more fogs, so technically I'd put it below a fog. Also of note is and it has to target a, a creature. Goat. So if somebody has yes. like textbook for shroud, if they have a lightning greaves on them or whatever, you can't you can't prevent the damage. So that that's actually important because like fog lightning greaves are pretty. Fog yeah, but fog can. can. So I'm just saying that's a point in favor of fog. Is like if you yeah. actually need to stop a lethal attack, then fog is more. Wait, consistent. does questing bees stop Mazelis? Yes. Because it, it removes from combat, it doesn't prevent damage. Oh, right? no, yeah, no, no you but can, it doesn't. It, attacking bees doesn't need. Yeah, Ta- but the questing beast, beast like, like fog is like very sad against questing beast, <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah questing yeah, beast yeah. rex fog. Yeah, but who plays questing beast in command? <laughs> I mean, I you you jest, but I'm like I need to put skullcrack oh, in my God. deck. You might have to start because <laughs> oh, of the running, yeah, right? yeah. Like, there, there are yeah. lots of ga- like a lot of these cards. There are decks that cannot win against. Like if you have a maze of it plus the land that removes hexproof, a Voltron deck can't kill you. If you yeah. have yeah. constant mists. <laughs> with enough lands, like creature decks cannot get through to you unless they're running counter spell. So there are a lot of these cards that just decks cannot beat whatsoever. So yeah. like, I, I like those style. Like it, it's 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 insurance, right? It lets it lets you just leave that person alone, and they can re- wreak havoc on the rest of the board because you're not scared of them whatsoever. Like you're you're sitting behind Maze of It and a counter spell or something. Like you're safe. Uh, you don't need to sweep the board and drag out the game. You can let them kill everyone, and then you kill them. So, yeah, that's our defensive tier. Everything's in kind of B because, like, the situational mm-hmm. poor poor goat is in poor. C. Way at <laughs> the bottom. And then we have our uh, beast within encounter spell in A, and then Teferi protection and wraths in S. That's that's where we ended up with. It looks reasonable. I uh, yeah. yeah, it looks pretty solid. Actually, I put goat in B, but I think I put fog in fine. S. But yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> We all can't win. <laughs> We're just sort of body mind go here. S. What about what? playing it's a protection. deck so bad? That Your no opponents can't attack you, you if you yeah. keep milling all their best creatures. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that wraps up the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Let us know if we missed it. Oh, wait. We missed the card. What? Miss? Uh, we'll, we'll just skip it. Life gain. We forgot uh, about life gain. We'll, we'll skip it. We'll, we'll we'll ask the comments what they think about life game. What, what do you think about like Sarah Ascendant, Crypt Incursion, Soul Warden, uh, Nah to the Bone, I guess, Whip of Erebos? That would be B, I guess. Yeah, with propagandas and stuff because it's like anti-chip damage, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. literally stops, like that. yeah, like helps with chip damage. Yeah. Yeah. That's around so, there. Let, let us just... know in the comments what you think, and uh, we'll see you all back next week. <laughs>